Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, all eyes on Wyoming as we hear from their head coach, Craig Bull. Also talking Red Raider speed and violence and who's leading in that category. And we get to an altitude adjustment for the good guys as they take to the highest football stadium in the nation. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks to those making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On College. That's Locked On College for 20 bucks off your first purchase with Game Time. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. And Chris, it is hump day. Now the downhill slope gets real as we look ahead to Laramie, Wyoming. And we will do just that to begin the program today, casting our sights on those Cowboys. And their head coach, Craig Bowl, will get to coming up in just a moment. But also want to get to same, some things that you gleaned from the coaches show with Joey McGuire time you spent last night here in the LBK, also with Kenny Perry and Taj Brooks. So a lot to dive into on today's show. So let's get busy and we'll take a, a listen, take a look at Wyoming head coach Craig Bowl talking Red Raiders. We will get tested. Um, this team we're playing against, first of all, Coach McGuire, while I don't know him, he enjoys a great reputation. They really had an outstanding uh, season last year. I do know Coach DeRuder, their defensive coordinator, a veteran player, um, or veteran coach, I should say. And, uh, you know, obviously a great quarterback in Chuck. Uh, he's outstanding. Uh, some receivers, Bradley and Price. Uh, Brooks is a running back. Their offensive line is huge. Uh, over on defense, a defensive tackle, Hutchinson is a really good player. Dunlop was an all-Big 12 corner. Uh, they handily won their bowl game. Uh, we're facing a really good quality opponent at home, and so it's going to be an exciting test for us. So uh, optimistic, excited, uh, looking forward to how we do, and uh, looking forward to this game. It ain't going to be no coon hunting. He ain't green behind the ears, Chris. <laughs> this is an old boy's probably got some uh, tricks up his sleeve. And, and if you are watching us, you will have seen him standing in front of a, a screen that uh, yeah. that is repping the Y.O. Lotto. Right. So you can play the lottery there in Wyoming if you're going up there. Just, just throw give, that out Give there. me a ticket while you're there if you don't yeah, mind. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> lucky number. You can also tell by listening to Coach Bowl that, uh, that he is very much a defensive-minded head coach. This is his – DNA because he can't pronounce any name correctly on Texas Tech's defense because he's been studying the Red Raider offense. Um, so I, I, I did glean uh, that as well. But this is an old school guy, man. This yeah. is a, you know, he won some national championships at North Dakota State uh, prior to to taking over at Wyoming. Um, I think that's where, you know, and Chris Kleiman uh, took over uh, at North Dakota State after Coach Bull left. But there's a lot of Basically, if you take North Dakota State, if you take Wyoming, and if you take Kansas State, there, there's a lot of same as. There's a lot of coaching tree. There's a lot of uh, coached at both or, or all three places kind of a scenario. A lot of tough um, football. Yes. They do, they do things the same way. Yep. 
And, and, and some of that is we don't beat ourselves. We're not going to get in a hurry. Now, we're going to be very deliberate with what we do. We're going to play really good defense and try to take away the run game, and then we're going to try to run it uh, ourselves. And in the passing game, we're going to be opportunistic, and we're just going to try to lull you to sleep and then hit you with the, those play-action passes. But, I mean, Wyoming last year averaged 132 passing yards a game. So this is one of the worst in the country. Uh, as far as uh, you know, per game average on, on throwing the football, but it's it's by design. I mean, they, they want to run uh, the ball up the middle. They want to they want to sh- run that stretch zone uh, a bit, and so, but they hang their hat on defense. And I think you hear Craig Bowl uh, basically kind of you know talking about, and this is, I think they beat uh, they have a Power Five win over Missouri several years ago, but I think that's the only Power Five win that Craig Bowl has got since he's been the Wyoming head coach over a Power Five team. But you know, this it, it's weird too because Laramie only holds uh, I think the stadium there, War Memorial Stadium, only holds a little over thirty thousand, but that's the exact population of of Laramie. It's a small, I mean, th- this is a small town. Uh, and and it's very much all University of Wyoming. So I think they were at some point still trying to sell the game out. I think it will be sold out by the time that kickoff rolls around. But, uh, yeah, Coach Bowl, very widely respected, and they just win. Been there nine years, and I think six of those those nine years they've, they've had a winning record, and he's coming off of a bowl game appearance last year. I've seen, uh, I don't know, Texas Tech uh... – Minus 12, minus 14. Um, I'm not sure where it's sitting today or as we get closer to game time. This is one the Red Raiders obviously should expect to win if they expect to have the kind of season uh, that they're hoping to have and contend for something serious in the Big 12. But, Chris, I'm trying to think. Can you think of a – this is a tricky season opener. I I believe that 100%. I'm just a lifelong Red Raider fan. Guilty, sue me. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing. Um, I'm I'm trying to recall some trickier – season openers because the circumstance the road trip highest stadium uh in the country we'll get to an altitude adjustment a little bit later on in the show i mean what comes to mind when you think of some other season openers that you know had a little bit of uh of trickiness to them i, I you know well like, I, I mean at, at ohio state in 2002 you think that was tricky yeah, yeah. i mean because yeah. most of these yeah. But you're going well, back 21 years. Most of the time, you're at home, and, and, and it makes it less tricky. Yeah. And so the 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 opener on the road is what I'm kind of going uh, to. Uh, you yes, know, sir. I think that you opened up at SMU uh, in in Dallas uh, one time. That was the maybe. Baker Mayfield debut. Yeah. That's really I the other one that came to mind for me. Was, that was yeah. tricky. Yeah. Um, but nothing like know. this. Laramie, no, Wyoming. <laughs> no, I, yeah, and and I think uh, and I think Ricky Williams actually got hurt, but I remember back in the late nineties, you know, when I think uh, Spike was still the coach, and you played at Arizona State to open up the year. Uh, the game was not televised. You just remember seeing, <laughs> yeah. you know, on news reports that Ricky Williams said he was your Heisman Trophy candidate. He had he had hurt his knee, and uh, yeah, the, your season just turned on a dime, you know, right right then because yep. you were never. You, your team was him. Um, but yeah, like, you know, at Tennessee in 97, at Kansas State in 96, which was the Big 12 opener. Okay. Yep. A very first Big 12 game ever. I will and just Donnie tell you, Hart caught it. He was in bounds. I got married that day. I was, watching, oh. uh, yeah. So uh, my anniversary was on the day of the very first Big 12 game. August and there were a few times. 1996. We thought 
your marriage might outlast the conference and it still could, <laughs> but you're both still hanging on going strong, man. Awesome. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Hey, we're dialing it back a ways though to, to mention some of these. Yes, I, mean, I agree. Ohio State over two decades. You're back in the 90s. SMU tricky on the road, but good grief. It's just SMU and it's Dallas. It was a stadium full of Red Raiders. True. The, this, this has got some unique stuff to it. This is this is a bit unique. Yeah, because it's not a Power 5 team. I think, uh, you know, I don't know if you ever opened the season there, but this is akin to, like, you rolling up to uh, U- UTEP, uh, New Mexico, you know, w- w- Nevada. You know, you've yeah. you played some of these regional uh, games, but they never opened up the season, and, and you certainly didn't do it, to, you know, on the road to open it up or whatever. But these are all games you've played at, at those places before. And, yeah. and national kinda- TV. I yes. mean, it's just <laughs> and it's national TV. Some added I mean, layers here. There will be a lot of eyeballs on your football team trying to figure out how you come out of the gate and what's all this talk about. And oh my god. And with that, with that will come, you know, you you'll I mean, you you kind of decide how that narrative gets told heading into next week versus Oregon. So um <sighs> I am puckered up tighter than a snare drum, and I ain't even got to wear the <laughs> uniform. Oh, 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 boys, let's take care of business. Okay, let's get to some of those taking care of business or expected to take care of business coming up on Saturday night. Uh, we're going to treat Chris Level like uh, I was his mother, and and he just came home from the coach's show. Chris, did you have fun? What did you learn today? You know, like after church, what did you learn? Well, Jesus loves us. You lose that. You used that one last week. Sorry, got to come up with something new. Uh, I'm going to just ask some questions here because I did not get to take into the show, but some of what you, you brought to me after your conversation with coach McGuire was really interesting. And we'll begin with something coming up dead ahead that just outright surprised me would not have been my pick apparently for fastest red Raider. But one thing among other things that was discussed, and we'll get to that coming up next on locked on Texas tech first today's episode brought to you by Game time and buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be a stress-inducing experience, but if you've ever done it, you know it can be, especially last minute, but not with game time. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for sports, concerts, and much, much more. Not just fast, secure, and easy to use, but you're also going to find unbeatable deals on last-minute tickets, and with their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing and start pre-game and download the game time app today and rest easy with the game time guaranteed knowing you're always going to get the best prices and you can have them in a flash delivered straight to your phone snag tickets without the stress with game time and just download the game time app today create an account and use the code locked on college for 20 bucks off your first purchase terms do apply again create an account and use the promo code locked on college for $20 off download the game time app today for last minute tickets and the lowest price Guaranteed. Unlocked on Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network with Chris. I'm Casey. The debut of the 2023 Joey McGuire show is now in the books. A little bit of an adjusted schedule. Uh, Tuesday night launch here this week. Typically, we'll be back on Thursdays, right, Chris? Absolutely. Yeah, there's uh, Tuesday shows the week of the BYU game. Because of for the same reason, because the yeah. team will leave on a Thursday, and then there's obviously a Tuesday show when the Red Raiders are playing on Thursday night against TCU later on in the season. There you go. But our guy Chris Level is always on the scene, uh, visiting with Coach McGuire there weekly. Something now I think you can actually stream or watch on Texas Tech Plus uh, if you have downloaded that app. Anyway, among so many things discussed, a few that were standing out here, Chris, and we'll just begin with one that kind of caught me off guard because. We know that speed has been a big theme as far as going out and getting it, and some of it showing up on campus by now. Still some more to come as far as 
recruiting classes are concerned. But, man, I don't know how many times we've heard that word uh, this offseason or the term Red Raider speed and violence, something along those lines. <laughs> so speed, again, a topic of conversation. And a name emerged, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, as the fastest Red Raider. And I got to say, what you told me was was not the name I expected. So how did we get here? Yeah, so uh, we, we were talking about uh, maybe some of the, uh, the the newcomers that have joined the team. And, and, and I think uh, we, we kind of morphed into, you know, Tyler Owens is kind of a new guy in a way. He's yeah. kind of like Miles Cole. He kind of got his feet wet a bit last year and – He's not necessarily new, but I mean, I think he's new to the starting lineup and, and sp- supposed to be a heavy contributor. But we were talking about some of these guys, and Joey just offered it up. He said, you know, the thing about Tyler Owens is, and he goes, and some of these guys on this team, these track dudes, and he winked at me, are going to disagree with me. But he goes, I'm <laughs> telling you right now, Tyler Owens is the fastest player on our football team. And he, and he mentioned Dingle. He mentioned Macho Stevenson. He mentioned a few other the, the guys that, that run track and that are legit fast that, that – yeah clock it i think joey's talking football fast i think he's talking how, how much he's checked out on the on the gps of of their miles per hour mm-hmm. but then he offers up this tidbit and this is where i feel extremely vindicated about uh just promoting and talking about tyler owens in a positive manner about how much emphasis he could make on this team however i will say i've not one time shame on me mentioned this aspect of his game I talked about him as a safety and and pointed to that bowl game that he had and all that. But this is what Joey offered up. Joey said, we've met with several NFL teams. NFL teams love this kid, and here is why. In fact, the New England Patriots would tell you that he's the number one player on their special teams board You know that they have found to this point for next year. So it's special teams where a lot of folks feel like that he he's really on the radar and it's, and I think a lot of it is just that speed and athleticism, but I think it says a lot about Tyler Owens because he's got, he's on the radar, you know? So if you see somebody, you know, draft this kid uh, next year, remember the special teams part of this conversation too, because it won't be just about defense. Uh, But I thought, yeah, the fast component, the Patriot uh, component, the special teams component, all all very enlightening by Coach McGuire. That's what's fun to sit with him because you're going to learn something every time. Yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, that surprised me. I don't, I, I haven't uh, obviously been out there conducting practice and seeing this happen, so I, I don't know who I would have thought. But um, you already mentioned some of those names as far as guys like Dingle. I guess I thought maybe a, a Dre McCray or somebody like that also. Um, but this he seems- did. He offered that up too. He said, <laughs> he said, Ooh, we had a. Uh, um, we had a you know the seven on sevens today or whatever they were doing live a period or whatever it was and he said he said Tyler hit Dre on a fifteen yard pass and kind of coming across the field he goes and he was like that, that, <laughs> that, that was his sound effect not mine um, and and he goes uh, you know we we just didn't have that component last year so yeah there's certainly some speed there with Dre. Uh, the only difference if we're talking about speed associated with Tyler Owens is that he's going about 6'3", 215. <laughs> so that's a whole nother load coming down the field uh, in a quick, quick way. Interesting. Now, here's the other thing that I, I really couldn't even wrap my mind around what this could possibly be when you brought up Joey McGuire and his quarterbacks and apparently some anger involved from Coach McGuire's perspective. What's this all about? Yeah, I, I think to directly quote him, he's like, I'm pissed. 
<laughs> and, and I'm like, I just kind of laughed. I was like, whoa, I said, I like seeing you feisty. Um, we, we were talking about quarterbacks and basically he, he was, he's pissed at, I think, and he kind of said the national media um, and he didn't get into specifics on names or outlets or anything like that. But he was just like, they have not given our quarterbacks near enough credit. He's like, we have one of the best quarterback rooms. And, and I, and I feel that way. I feel like that because I, I, I think that I'd be willing to bet you there's some quarterbacks, maybe even in this, in your own league, that have gotten a ton of praise and and things like that for being a big time prospect, even though they haven't done it yet. Who? Uh, there, there's a I few. I can't even think of anybody. Yeah, there, there's a few in particular uh, because, <laughs> yeah, because and, and I think Joey's point was the two guys I'm talking about on my team were both four star recruits. They have actually done it at this level, and so. You know, I, I I think you know, and again, it's not like Baron has done it consistently, and we know that that Tyler. I, I, anyway, I just it, it kind of took me off guard because he he was, you know, very very, uh, you know, out, outspoken about that topic, and I was I, I loved it. I was like, this is awesome, you know, because I like it too. He just offered up. He's like, yeah, I'm pissed, and I'm well, like, okay, what what come, what's coming next? And then I he got into the what he was pissed about, and I uh, I enjoyed it. I think you also got to understand the context of the conversation. Clearly you're playing to red Raiders. It is a coach's show. Yep. I mean, so, and it's typically Thursday night. Everybody's getting a little more juice by that time. And you're juicing them a little further. If you want to, some coaches don't have that personality. What do you like about love it coach? <laughs> Sorry. That wasn't an impression of you, Chris, my bad. I forget. I'm talking to the host right here. <clears throat> Anyway, you get the idea, and, and I think and for the record, I didn't ask that question. I, I read it. <laughs> oh, I mean, you, it, was, it wasn't my question. You thought that was a specific example? I was just yeah, pulling yeah. something out of the air. Um, I like a little defense of his guys. What's wrong with that? Because essentially, that's what he's doing at oh, the end yeah, of the day. I agree. And I tell you what, I've noticed also, just as a fan, and when I notice them not being included, I think I saw some other bum Twitter account. I mean, God only knows who these people are anyway. Uh, they're just putting rankings out so they can make a graphic, get a click. It's fine. But, you know, it's about Big 12 quarterback rooms, and there's Kansas, there's Texas, there's K-State. I think there was Oklahoma on this particular graphic. Anyway, I'm just thinking, how in the world is Texas Tech omitted entirely from some of these conversations? You know, not that you got to crown them and put them at the top of the list necessarily, but um, – and I really would believe without the finish to last season – I'd get it even more from a Shuck perspective because he was injured again. And it seemed like, again, you're going to have a season derailed, at least his individual season derailed. But hell no, he responded, came back, and gave you the best finish to a year that you've had in a hell of a long time. So I, I like him stepping out there. I'm glad that he's noticed. Sometimes I get frustrated with coaches who are above the newspaper fray, so to speak. Oh, I don't, we're not reading it. I don't notice it. Uh, I'm glad a guy will be honest about noticing something and it ticking him off a bit and essentially just translating into defense of his guys. And uh, if you don't like it, there's something wrong with you. Okay, coming up dead ahead, we're going to wrap it up with attempting to avoid something being wrong with us Flatlanders. Now, look, we're not down in a swamp like in Waco or in Austin. This is 3,200 feet up here, baby. Crystal clean West Texas air, God's country. But we got a little ways to travel as we head to Laramie, Wyoming, the highest stadium in the nation and i'm not just talking when cypress hill is in town we'll explain what the red raiders are doing to combat that next on locked on texas tech thanks for making locked on texas tech a part of your day whenever wherever however 
you're making it happen. We appreciate you. Subscribe on YouTube, wherever you got this podcast, so you never miss an episode. With Chris, I'm Casey. Laramie, Wyoming will be the scene coming up Saturday night as the Red Raiders and Cowboys tangle Texas Tech's season opener on the road and from the highest college football stadium in the nation, Chris. So some, uh, I don't know, a couple of concoctions. We talked about broth you took to Ames, Iowa. This will be something different, I guess, in the jug as we roll to Wyoming. So what's in the recipe? Uh, what are we getting into here this week? Yeah, so I, I think most have a vague idea that this is a, an altitude situation with, with Wyoming. It's 72-20 on, on the feet above sea level, highest in the country of any college or, I guess, technically pro, professional football stadium. There's definitely a reason why Wyoming is in the Mountain West Conference, okay? Um, and so I, I looked all this up, too. So, like, Wyoming, Air Force, Colorado State, New Mexico, that's th- those are the highest in the country uh, as far as feet above sea level. But I think Joey has been, uh, you know, I, I think just it's on the radar to try to make sure that you put your kids in the best possible situation as far as the altitude because like i mean you you went to colorado this summer i went to colorado this summer depending on where you go it can affect you a, a bit different uh give you a headache uh, it, it, you, you gotta be hydrated um, it can affect you that's for sure <laughs> yeah that's right barometric um, pressure and whatnot I, i'm always fascinated at like how differently you have to to cook because it's like it takes forever to like bake something or cook uh on the grill or I don't know, whatever, because really? of the, the air being thin. Oh yeah. Like you gotta, know that. you know, boil water. I mean, all, all kinds of stuff. It's, it's wild. It boils a lot quicker. I mean, you know, anyway, it's just, it's just interesting on some of that uh, stuff too. But um, so he, he said that last night that his, uh, his nutritionist, Hannah, who, who she's, she's a stud, she does an awesome job and, and they're, they're so well taken care of as this team. Shout out. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. But one of the things that she has been well studied on and that and I can't guarantee and I don't think she can guarantee that this 100% works, but it's beet juice. So for the last two weeks, the Red Raiders have been drinking beet juice um, (laughs) every day. I think I don't know if it's been multiple times a day getting it in their system. And they call it go-go juice. And I, at the very mention of this uh, juice last night, uh, when, when Coach McGuire mentioned it, Taj Brooks was like over to the side and he was like, he, he made this puckered up face like he had smelled something or tasted something bad. So, I mean, and, and if we're, you know, you ever had beets out of a can? Uh, uh, I have beet, not, man. Beet, I, I'm a beet beets, rookie. Yeah, beets in general. I mean, I, I can't even remember. Like, it must have been when I was just a, a little kid. But it's just—they're—they're they're bright burgundy purple, and and like the juice, it, it almost looks like wine or something. But it, it can't be. Um, but I, I don't know what it's supposed to do for you. Uh, but they've been living by this creed of the beet juice creed uh, over there, to trying to get them to, you know. And and I think that they've already started the hydration process, much more so than even than normal. Uh, because uh, for whatever reason, altitude, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it really kind of dehydrates you. It, it, it sucks the air out of your system, I guess, just because they're so thin. So you've got to really hydrate and be very purposeful uh, about it. And maybe the maybe beet juice kind of, I don't know, helps alleviate some of those issues. I don't know. But 
Uh, they're mindful of it. I, I, I talked to a bunch of guys yesterday about the altitude. Most of them were like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to make a big deal about it. But you just don't know until you don't know. Every time I go right. up to Colorado, I'm like, whoa, you know, it's a bit it's a bit different. You know, like you're out of breath for a second until you get used to it, and then and then, and then away you go. But there you go. Oh, I'm showing my maturity and discipline because there's just so many jokes to get in, but we have so little time <laughs> and other things to talk about. Yeah, so the Red Raiders are on a schedule last two I, weeks, I, similar to my good grandpa. Good for you, Callan. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Grandpa Callan and the Red Raiders, a couple <laughs> glasses of beet juice and some Metamucil in the morning. To get you going. And I don't know, go-go juice may be different, but my grandmother used to drink something disgusting called goji juice, which is just like another barley green or some concoction, I guess, that makes you live to 95 and just be completely miserable by the end. I don't know. But either way, it could be the same, could not. All sounds like it tastes terrible. I've got to include this before we get out of here, man, because this name you mentioned to me, perk my ears up because I am a Dallas Cowboys fan, and this guy I'm fond of as a Cowboys fan. You mentioned a couple of words, installing effort, and somehow the name Rod Marinelli <laughs> yeah. associated with things, uh, these things, a former Cowboys defensive coordinator. Can you wrap up our conversation with this today? So sometimes if you will see Joey at practice, he's got the hat on, like, you know, like uh, the, the, on the newscasts or whenever there's yeah. video, he's got the white hat, but there's this white tape over the top of the, of, of the bill. And so somebody asked from the audience last night, um, you know, because hey, coach, I think there's something written on that. What what is written on it, and and what what is it what does it mean, and and all those things. And he he said, well, it it says effort on it. So Joey says, I think way back whenever Rod Marinelli was the the DC of the of the Cowboys, um, Joey was at a clinic with him. And I think Joey says, he tells the story. He's like, I was about to kind of go into the, the meeting deal and kind of talk. And he goes, what are you going to talk about? Or what are you going to learn about or whatever? And so Joey kind of told him and something about it was some scheme or something. And, and he said, Rod Marinelli got in my face. And he's like, if you're not installing effort every day, you are wasting mine and everybody else's time. <laughs> so Coach McGuire was like, I, I got the hint. Uh, I totally got it. And so he goes, we install effort every day. And it, it. it sounds funny, but it's like it doesn't it, – and this is why I think Joey's kids play so hard uh, and for him because that's what it's about. You know, that that's there's certain basketball coaches that have been here before that, that if they get their kids to play really hard and strain and exert and all that because it doesn't matter what you're doing if you don't – if you don't give it, give it what you got, but that Joey's team, that's one thing we can say, man, they do, they'll, they'll give you all they've got. And that's why I think other than, than uh, the Baylor game last year, and there, there was, you know, there was a lot of interceptions in that game. Unfortunately, you could never say, man, they just showed up and laid an egg because they always show up and they play really hard, you know? And, and when you do that, you, you're going to, I like your chances, especially when you start mixing, talent with it but i thought i love the rod marinelli um yeah. reference i thought the kind of tied it back in and and with what you know coach mcguire and his staff do right now because uh you certainly see that on a daily basis around that program well and marinelli was a guy that was uh able to squeeze every drop out of whatever he had i mean i remember him taking like uh guys that were selling uh white walls the week before and turning them into a defensive lineman but uh he was one of my favorites certainly felt like he would get uh, more than what was on paper uh, out of his guys. And Joey McGuire is going to need to do the same thing. And 
Yeah, we absolutely would see a response to adversity, often created for themselves, but that's going to be the case every week once again this year. Adversity will be a part of it. How do you respond to it? How much of it are you creating for yourself? Sometimes those answers are not all that pleasing uh, over the last decade of Texas Tech football, but that course seemed to change, I think, to a slight degree under Matt Wells, showed a little bit more resiliency and then really took off last year. You know, K-State, you shoot all your toes off in about 15 minutes. Then you do respond, and and you make it an interesting game, but you come up short. Even the Baylor game, Chris, there's what? In the third quarter, Baron Morton scrambling for a touchdown on fourth down, I think, to put you within a possession. So there was response, I think, every game out. Obviously, some went better than others. But, uh, yeah, effort, effort, effort. I have noticed the tape on the cap. Didn't know what the root story was behind that. Uh, but I don't think it'll be any coincidence to see his guys laying it all on the line. Uh, for their head coach once again this year. All right, we're edging closer, Chris. Just a couple of days left to go, and uh, you're about to be northbound, Wyoming-bound, Mike Leach country-bound <laughs> before too long, man. We still got a couple of uh, opportunities to visit about it and get you set up for Red Raiders and Cowboys. But uh, here before we know it, we'll do it again tomorrow, man. Thanks for the time and looking forward to it. Yeah, game time is near, uh, so look at, looking forward to a couple more shows this week and uh, happy to be with you and uh, keep hope alive, everybody. We are almost through the hard part, so <laughs> game time is near, like you said, so we'll talk to you tomorrow. Subscribe on YouTube, wherever you got this podcast. Miss nothing as the fur is soon to fly. For Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. We'll see you for the next round on Locked on Texas Tech.